Welcome everybody to the Run Local podcast. This is the podcast where we interview entrepreneurs, athletes, activists. We might even have one who who covers a lot of those bases in this podcast. And with us today is Adidas athlete, track and field pro runner, Nikki Hiltz. Nikki, welcome to the Run Local podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. One thing we'd love to do is have our our podcast hosts kind of introduce themselves in the way they see themselves. Like, how would you, maybe it's cocktail party. What do you do, Nikki? Who are you? <laughs> um, my name is Nikki Hiltz. I am a professional runner for Adidas and um, I turned pro in 2018 and I've, you know, I grew up in Santa Cruz, California and I've just been, I feel like that was my whole goal. My whole life was to run professionally. And then, I kind of can't believe I've been living my dream for two years, but um, here I am. And I think, you know, within the past year, I've kind of had new goals and dreams and that's how life works. You know, you just get inspired by new things. And um, yeah, I've kind of started to be more outspoken and become kind of an advocate for um, my other part of my identity other than the runner, which is, um, you know, the LGBTQ athlete. So um, yeah, I feel like I... I am a runner, but I'm also a lot of other things. And um, yeah, I'm try try to kind of have not be tied down by one identity or yeah, or yeah. So that's, I guess that's perfect. <laughs> no, and that's that's, and that's why we 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 have our guests enter themselves because sometimes you're like, oh, this is how I I see you. Like you could be on a podcast yeah. that's LGBTQ like focus, and then they focus on that part or or a running podcast. And frankly, I we are neither I like to think of it as almost more of like <laughs> culture around run to in a way yes. like what are what are all the things that go on the plate at the on the table that's not <laughs> running running could be the main course but I want to know like all the things that kind of like intercede with it yeah um, which is cool uh and I've been fortunate enough to watch you from afar since you were like in high school so uh for the rest of our uh, the people who are listening in, uh, one of my business partners is Scott McConville, who was one of Nikki's coaches in high school, if not an assistant coach, along with Coach Dan Gruber, who's a, a good friend of mine. I, I'm based in Santa Cruz, California. So for me, it's been like, it's been a slow like introduction to you. Or yeah. like, oh, we're, I, we can't wait for this we weekend. Nikki's at the state meet. Or, uh, you know, she's going for this. And so, you know, there it's cool that lives of the coaches get kind of tied into their athletes. But yeah. like, I'm list like, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing fine. Nikki almost won state this weekend or whatever, you know, like, <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> but tell, let's go back a little bit to that high school, like your high school career in Aptos, California. Like what, what stands out to you uh, from that experience? Oh my gosh, there's so many things that, that stand out, but um, I think- Other than it, the apple that I heard was thrown at some dude's oh, head. Oh, wow, we're getting right into it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> my, I don't know. I feel like high school is just where I like fell in love with running. And I think it was due to a part of like the coaches that I had in my life, like Scotty and Gruber and, um, you know, just the team that they kind of fostered. Um, I just remember like going for runs and nicing marks with like my five best friends, you know, during cross season. And we would just, we would do the work, you know, we'd run on the trails and get the eight miles in, but we'd also definitely have fun along the way. Like we would chuck these giant like tree branches off of, <laughs> off, 
<laughs> off the bridge and like see see how long it takes to hit the river and just you know oh, group would awesome. always yell at us <laughs> but um no i mean i think what stands out most was just the team camaraderie that was like Mm-hmm. fostered at aptos but uh yeah definitely i was a little shit and sophomore year <laughs> I, I i threw an apple at this girl and aptos high school there was kind of a history of like food fights that got really bad during like the that. early 2000s yeah so then when so then they had a policy like as soon as you throw food like you're instantly suspended so, yeah I actually ended up getting suspended sophomore year from high school because at oh. track practice, I threw an apple. <laughs> and You're the funny part, girl. no, but the funny part is I threw it at her because she was talking while Scotty was talking. I was like, hey, listen up. <laughs> like, that's my coach talking. And I just like, got so frustrated yeah. through that. apple. <laughs> oh, you're so. the muscle. You're the enforcer. Yeah. <laughs> coach Scotty's talking. I need everyone to listen. Yeah, exactly. So that's cool. So really what I took away from that is coaches, big influences too, is that you guys just love to throw things, whether if it was sticks over bridges, <laughs> right. and then also take and, and also apples at um interrupters, disruptors of yeah. practice. But yeah, <laughs> high school was influential. Definitely. Um where do you go from Aptos High? So in I just remember I just wanted to get better every year in high school and my junior year, I, my sophomore year, I um, was third at the state meet and I had ran 443 and that was just kind of a pivotal moment in my high school career because it was all of a sudden, it was like, oh, I can go to college, you know, like I can get my college paid for. Um, and it was just kind of like, opened, yeah, opened so many doors and opportunities and so then my junior year, I came back. Um, and I, I wanted to be better than third. And so um, the two girls that had beaten me were both seniors. So I was kind of like favored to win. And I kind of liked mm-hmm. that pressure. Um, and then, yeah, I, I won my junior year and ran 442. So I got second faster and two places better. Wow. So, yeah. And then to have a big junior year, yeah, to have my best year of high school be my junior year was definitely huge. Um, you know, because then that, that fall I started going on recruiting visits and um, – you know, talking to colleges. And uh, I think my, my dream was to go to Oregon, you know, it was kind of like the school to go to. Um, and, you know, I, I watched like Steve Prefontaine and like Without Limits, all those movies. And I was just obsessed with the idea that like, I could do that. Oh, it's um, such a culture, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> to wear that O on the chest too. Yeah. There's just legends that have been there. Who wouldn't yeah. take that chance? So, right. So when Oregon was all of a sudden in the mix, I think it was just kind of over for all the other schools. Um, Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I signed um, senior year and uh, then I went to the University of Oregon. And, you know, when I got there, it was I I got injured my senior year of high school. Um, And then when I got to Oregon, I kind of instantly got injured again. So it's kind of back to back years Mm -hmm. of injury and injury. And I was like kind of like, am I ever going to get back to like what I was, you know, junior freshman through junior year of high school. And it was just kind of this, Oregon really wasn't what I thought it was going to be. You know, I feel like I kind of went there for the wrong reasons. Um, I just went there because I wanted the gear and I wanted to, you know, Hayward Field to be my home. And I wanted like, uh, you know, yeah, to wear the O on my chest and and be the hero. But, uh, you know, it was, it's kind of like, 
the people make the place. And I don't really think I was vibing well with, with the, the group that was there at the time. And um, it just, it was raining a lot. And I was like, where's the sun? <laughs> uh, and I don't know. So when, so I spent two years at Oregon, my freshman year, I spent, I redshirted the whole year just because of my injury. Mm -hmm. And I remember after that freshman year, I, I really wanted to transfer. I was like, I just remember calling my parents and being like, I don't like it here. Like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And, and they gave really good advice. They're like, you need, they're like, I know it's not what you wanted it to be, but you need to give it one year of like actually racing in the uniform, you know? Yeah. And um, Versus just being hurt. Because sometimes yeah, everyone exactly. feels that way when they're hurt. Too. Yeah. So that's not bad advice. Yeah. So I was like, okay, okay. And so I gave, I gave it one last shot and I ended up having a really good sophomore year at Oregon. You know, I made NCAAs um, indoors and top eight were all American. And I made the final, which was 10 people. So all you had to do was be tougher than two people. <laughs> and um, nice. so I was, I was eight, exactly eighth place, you know, scored one Great. point, got that all American honors. Um, yeah. yeah. And then outdoor, I once again made, made the NCAA meet and I made the final and I kind of got spooked in the final and, you know, got 10th. So was too away from being all American again, but, mm. um, you know, it was really solid. I would say like first year. Um, and then my scholarship got reduced and I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, that wasn't, that's not uncommon for Oregon and, uh, it was just, you know, to have such a good team, you got it. You kind of have to be moving money around and, yeah. and putting it in different events and focuses. And, but I think for me, that was kind of the excuse that I needed to be like, okay, I'm done here, you know? Mm. Um, and so it's kind of crazy that I was talking recently to my teammates about this, but it's kind of crazy that you have to have an excuse sometimes. Yeah. Like it, it's almost like I'm unhappy. Isn't a good enough excuse. And That's it's like, it should, it should be, you know? Um, right. And so that was kind of that. And then I decided to transfer. And, you know, my favorite part about being at Oregon was the um, was being part of such a good team, you know, and I think that was because of high school, you know, Aptos High School was was winning, you know, the league title. And then we'd send right. a good chunk of people to CCS and then we'd send people to state. And it was kind of like I really liked that being a part of something bigger um, from early on and then at Oregon, it was the same thing, right? We were like, we need points to win Pac-12s, you know, we need to send mm -hmm. as many people to NCAA so we can score points and like try to be one of the teams that's holding a big trophy over our head. So um, I think when I was transferring, I, I really wanted that. I wanted a school that was also that's going cool. for, for titles. Yeah. yeah. I think that like comes back, and I've heard this in other athlete things before this. I, do you know Liam Boyle Pettit? I uh, like, he writes for, um yeah 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 gosh, i don't even know that name he's, is... he's a really cool writer and he's got all these like sub stories and pieces like that i feel like he told a similar story of like he transferred um uh because of the team thing it was like it, we were even running fast i think he went georgetown to somewhere else um or that yeah. to georgetown thinking that's what he wanted so uh he almost did the opposite he like left a team and like went to somewhere where they didn't have the same thing but he was almost chasing chasing it because of the name of the yeah. school and chasing it because of the, the the reputation and pieces like that and i think that's a really good lesson you know we were talking about before we even started the show about pulling out little nuggets and that's one of them is like why why are you choosing this direction and yeah. like making sure it's for the right reasons and that's really cool so that's a super bold move though to go two years <laughs> and you're at oregon and you're at this place and you're like well no i'm gonna go somewhere else 
yeah, it definitely was a bold move. Uh, <laughs> definitely <laughs> terrifying. Where do you go? <laughs> yeah. do you go? Um, so I couldn't transfer within the conference, right? So, so I couldn't go to another Pac-12 right. school. So that was kind of Without limiting. eligibility, right? Yeah, like yeah. yeah. I could have sat out a year um, and lost, but I had already yeah. sat out my whole freshman year. So right. I wasn't really interested in doing that again. So, you know, it was kind of like, okay, the South, the the Midwest, the East Coast, like, where do you want to go? <laughs> and um, I just kind of was like, Arkansas was just the, the, this powerhouse that was like, beating Oregon and I was like well I want to go there you know yeah. I want to go to the school that beats the school I was just that so <laughs> um so it was just kind of this easy choice and and the head coach at Arkansas was also the distance coach and I really liked that um yeah and you know they offered me a full ride and and it was kind of why I left was for the money too and I was like okay you know it all it kind of checks all my boxes and um yeah <laughs> So then, I mean, it was in the South and I'm, you know, from Santa Cruz. I went from yeah, Santa Cruz. Yeah, what a culture shock. Yeah, I can't from, even imagine. From Santa Cruz to Eugene, Oregon to Fayetteville, Arkansas. But, um, <laughs> Pretty, you know, it's that class, that old story, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just remember, like, my good teammate in high school, Megan Morse, went to uh, SMU, which is in Dallas, Texas. And, you know, everyone, when she was a senior I was like yeah I'm going to Dallas everyone was like why would you go you know and her response I always loved it she was like it's four years of my life I want to experience some experience something else you know and so I was like okay, okay. yeah so I kind of you know took that advice too and I was like it's three years of my life why not experience like a different culture and mm -hmm. you know educate myself or or try to understand why things are the way they are um yeah and yeah I feel like once I got there I was just like kept getting like pleasantly surprised you know because I think I had this like mm. picture of what it was going to look like and then it was like oh wait it's actually really like beautiful here and oh wow the people are That's actually cool. like pretty chill yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I love that um so you go to Arkansas and you've you're across the country and then like do you start are you rolling you've got three years of eligibility left what are some highlights um yeah athletically um, before we get to that transition that next one so I, 2016 was my first year at, at Arkansas, and it was mm -hmm. probably the worst, like, worst year of my career, my running career. Mm -hmm. Like, I had made it to indoor nationals the year before, to outdoor nationals the year before, and in 2016, I, like, wasn't doing any of that. You know, I had a terrible cross season, and then indoors happened, and I actually ran fast indoors, but it, it just wasn't good enough to make that indoor, indoor team. Yep. And so then it was outdoors and I, you know, regionals is like the first round uh, to get to nationals. And like, I got bumped out the first round and I was like, what's going on? You know, a year before I was in the NCAA final and now I can't even right. make it out of the first round. And it was kind of this moment. I was like, did I just make a huge mistake? Like, was mm -hmm. I, was I going to be a better athlete at Oregon? You know, and I just like left and it was just yeah. kind of scary. You know, I was like, is this it? Like, am I just, are my best years behind me? Um, it was, it was really dramatic, you know, I was like, yeah. and I think it was also an Olympic year too, um, in 2016. So kind of everything is heightened yeah. in the sport. Mm -hmm. Um, there's just a lot of pressure. There's all, all of a sudden the rest of the world cares about it. And, um, you know, I was like, my goal, my whole life was to run professionally and, and try to make Olympic teams. And I was like, how am I supposed to make an Olympic team if I can't even make the trials, you know? And it was very much this, like, I would mm -hmm. say a low, 
low point in my career. Um, but I think I just kind of told myself, like, this isn't your story. Like, this isn't where it ends. You know, you, um, like, I yeah. know there's more in the tank and there's, like, more to be proven. Um, and I just was, like, I remember talking to Gruber and uh, my high school coach, and he he was, like, you know, sometimes it takes a year or two to adjust to new training. You know, you just have to keep going. And yeah. he's, like, Lance is a good coach. He knows what he's doing, and you just have to trust him. And so uh, I think that really helped me get through that, just knowing, like, this isn't how your story ends, and, like, sometimes yeah. it just takes time and patience. Um, and then that's literally all, all I needed. And then the next year, it kind of – everything just started clicking. Like, indoor 2017, so my second year now at Arkansas, mm -hmm. I, I made the indoor final again, and I got six, which was my best nice. finish in NCAAs. Yeah. And then I kind of took that momentum, like kept it going in the outdoors. And I, I, you know, P was just like PRing and PRing. And then I made, I made a 10 siblings again. And then I made the final. And then I just remember being in the final, like, okay, any like times and names don't mean anything here. Like just race. Just and, race. Yeah. And I ended up getting second and by missing the title by 0.02 seconds. And that was just like, mm. you know, that was, I was like, yeah, like kind of sad, but I think it was really motivating for me, you know, and I was like, okay, next yeah. year, like, I want that win. And um, just kind of, it was like my, kind of like high school again, I guess. Like, it was like, yeah, okay, kind I've, of like I've, the, one more that year. sophomore to junior year of just yeah. trying to improve. Right. Or left something on the table so you can get back after it to an extent. Definitely. And um, then, it, yeah. can we pause there and yeah. like, <laughs> can you parallel path your journey? as an lgbtq athlete like in those same times were there any yeah. was there anything like when you came out to it being was it oregon was it arkansas was it like did it re relieve you of any pressure or stress or add pressure and stress like can you ever identify times of when you were running well and when you were running poorly yeah. with that same journey yeah um definitely so in 2016 that summer where like I, you know, had just missed out on nationals and I was questioning if I had made the right choice or not. That was actually mm -hmm. the summer that um, I came out to my parents and uh, it was, it, it was kind of like I was in this low point and I was like, okay, well, here's something I could do. Like, and so I just told them <laughs> and I feel like that kind of like got me, like they were just like the way they responded and like um, just so like supportive and uh just very like we love you and like we're so grateful that like you felt comfortable enough with to like share that with mm -hmm. us was kind of I think the like push start that I needed to be like okay and then also having those conversations with Gruber about like you know you just need to be patient it was just kind of this like kind of flip the switch I guess from being like get really down on myself to like okay like, yeah. there's hope there's hope um and then in 2017 when the next year when I started you know kicking ass, I guess, like, that yeah. was when I had come out to the world, you know, I was, like, started telling teammates and um, posting about my girlfriend on Instagram, and people were, That's like, commenting, cool. like, you know, oh, it's such a cute couple, or, like, this is so inspiring, you know, and then it just, like, was kind of riding this momentum of, like, positivity, I guess. Um, That's cool. It yeah. also feels like ownership, too, like, yeah, definitely, you're growing up, you're like 20 years old and you're telling the world who you are and you're also making decisions it feels like to to like go in the path that you want 
to go on that you're on right. or something like that. It's like leaving Oregon. I'm gay. I'm fast. <laughs> here, like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so much of running is like, if you're in a good place mentally, or like, if you're mm. happy, if you are, you know, are comfortable with yourself, like you're, it's going to translate onto the track no matter what. Um, and so, oh, that's cool. yeah, it was definitely this, um, definitely really like special part of my career and you know just like it, it was like a relief too and like a weight being lifted like I don't have to hide who I am anymore I can just run and be me um was really I think also what kind of helped me get to that next level you know to go from like getting eighth and sixth and civilized to like second and like 0.02 away from a title was definitely like yeah really really just something Like when you're in a good place, you do your best running. I think that goes for like anything though, Yeah. right? Like <laughs> when you're in a good place, you're just like firing on all cylinders. Or if you're in a good relationship, your your work's going to be stronger. Your creativity is going to be, Yeah. well, you know what? I don't know if, we can, if I can say that with complete truth. Because think <laughs> of like all the troubled artists that are out there that just create amazing or like music you know the best know. music comes from like heartbreak and yeah mm, yeah but okay, so i don't I'm know not, but maybe like <laughs> fit, but i would say physical activity for in sure sport. yeah for sure i think okay you need to be in like if you're in love you can run super fast if you're in love, exactly sure yeah <laughs> all right um dane will clean our your former teammate was he your former teammate dane gradone yeah gradone. yeah yeah Whoa. Oh, cool. No, he yeah. was a freshman when I was a freshman, so like in college. Oh, cool. So we just missed each other, but Aptos oh, okay. alum for sure. Aptos yeah. alum. So <laughs> Dane's, Dane's kind of like a producer slash editor of this podcast. He'll make a sound. Oh, sick. Uh, yeah. He he'll make a smooth him. transition. <laughs> exactly. He'll think of something, put in some type <laughs> uh, commercial, maybe. Who knows? But yeah. Um, that kind of brings me to your final year of, of NCAs. And I know we're going through this like sequentially, but I also want people to know you, which I think yeah. is cool. And I'm, you've probably done this on another podcast, but it's cool to see like the entire arc of how mm -hmm. someone goes from like star high school athlete to trials and tribulations of college, which is a constant for anyone that goes to college, but especially yeah. for athletes and especially for female runners, there's like this thing. And I don't mean to call it females, but just like there are weight issues. There are like, um, yeah. pressure issues there's different training there's like your body's going through different things at the same time so dude dudes also blow it in college too but you like <laughs> fight through all these things to get to your final year your fifth year at it um at arkansas and i think you're a little banged up too yeah at that point yeah so i'm coming off of 2017 when i got second um which was huge mm -hmm. that was a huge breakthrough like a lot of people are like Oh, you just missed out. But it was no, I mean, I was stoked. I was yeah. right in the high and definitely a big breakthrough. And it was kind of like, okay, I'm back, you know. Um, and then going to cross country season, I have a pretty solid cross country season, nothing crazy. Um, and then indoors, as soon I go home for um, just for winter break, you know, like like anybody else, and my knee just starts yeah. hurting, like. Literally just like every run I go on, I'm like, why does my knee hurt, you know? And then I get back to Arkansas and see the trainers and they're like, oh, I think you just have like, it's something in your like uh, patella tendon, like, you know, mm -hmm. maybe it's like tendonitis, like, we'll we'll take a look at it. And ended up being like 
pretty bad. I but I didn't have another red shirt, so I was like, well, I'm gonna run indoors. Like I'm just gonna run through it, which was stupid, and no one should ever do that. But <laughs> I did, and I I kind of limped limped Good my lesson. way. We just found another lesson. Yeah, You're don't nervous. don't run don't. through an injury. <laughs> um, but I kind of like limped my way through that indoor season, and I actually ended up getting third at NCAA's. Um, mm -hmm. And then I was just like, I hated that. You know, I was like, I don't like running pain. Like I want to be. Right. I'm not running again until I'm pain free. And I said cool. that to my coaches and trainers. Um, and I was like, I don't care that it's my last track season. Like that, this isn't fun. You know, and I. You know, so I kind of like put my foot down and then it kind of put pressure on the trainers and doctors to like figure out and find a solution. And, um, you know, ended up taking until until the very until April to actually yeah. figure it out, which I think is so lucky. You know, like indoors is yeah. like like it was two months of just like figuring it out and then kind of taking time off and cross training here and there. And, and right when I figured it out was kind of like my last chance to get a mark in to like race a regionals. And I was like, I just remember being like, can I race a conference, you know, to my, to my head coach. And he's like, I don't know, Nikki, like you have a good shot sh sh at like getting a contract and I don't want you to go out there and run like, mm. you know, some slow time that like kind of uh, turned companies like yeah away. like devalues yeah. devalues exactly. what you've created in the previous years yeah yeah and i was like i can do it i was like what time makes regionals he's like 424 i was like okay 424 of us like i'm i can do it and you know i just remember going to a conference uh and it in the 1500 you have prelims like you have a prelim and then a final and i was just like okay here i don't know if i'll be able to run in the final but like i'm gonna run 424 in this prelim right now and prelims are always kind of tactical and slow and, and 424 yeah. is kind of an aggressive time. But um, yep. I just remember like Carissa Swizer was in my prelim and she's someone that always likes to make it honest. And it was just kind of the stars aligned and she was just running 420 pace, you know? And I just remember sitting on her tail and then with 200 to go. And it was so funny because it's just a prelim, right? Like no one really right. cares. Like like top five make the final. Yeah. And, it's at, and it's at SEC where like the distance isn't really like SEC is more about the sprints, you know? And so, but all my teammates knew what I was trying to do, you know, they're like, yeah. this is her and shot. They're cheering for you like crazy. And people are like, what is going on? <laughs> Everyone's on the fence. Like, go Nikki, like, you know, screaming out the splits. And then with the last hundred, I like swing wide, go around Carissa. And, and like the announcers are like, what's going on? Like, this is a, you know, this is the prelim, not the final, right? <laughs> and, then, and then I cross the line, run like 421, you know, and, it, it felt like I had just like won nationals, you know, I was like, I did it. And then all my teammates were like, yeah. And, you know, and then even Carissa, like she knew what was going on and she was like, dude, you're amazing. You know? And then uh, the next, the next meet was regionals and it was kind of the same thing. It's like, okay, top five, make it to the next round of regionals. And it was just kind of like, well, I made it this far. Like, and, and at that point you don't have to hit times don't mean anything. You, it's just place. Right. So I remember being in like kind of a tactical heat and I was just sitting in third and then, you know, got second, made it to the next round and then I'm in the next round. And if you're top five there, you make it to nationals. And I was like, why stop now? You know, <laughs> just keep. Yeah. And it was crazy because my fitness was not there. You know, I had I had been cross training, like just like barely even cross training. Like right. and it was just pure off of pure like belief in myself that I just like wanted to prove that I could do it. Um and that was just also a huge lesson like which how much just believing that you can you can mm. and um you know so i was like 
top five made to nationals and I I was I think second in my heat and it was like wow I just punched my ticket to Hayward Field and it was like so cool kind of to I was like this is it you know that's gonna be my last last race and it's kind of where my career started um yeah and then once I was there same thing you know you have a prelim and then a final and in the prelim I was like this are you is... getting fitter though every week yes. do you know what yeah. I mean like cause... oh definitely so there's like two weeks in between each of these where I'm just I'm just getting fitter right like and I feel like a lot of people at this time in the season are maybe burnt out because they've been going since indoors or whatever and so I was kind of on the up and up and I feel like maybe my teammates were like plateauing or even like Mm -hmm. you know kind of getting a little burnt out so it was cool to just be like I'm only going up from here um and then yeah at, at nationals I made the final and I was just like, we're here, you know, and this is, this is a year earlier I was in this final and I was 0.02 away from the win, you know, and ever since that day, I was like, I want to be back in this final and I want to go for the win. And like my journey may not have looked like what I thought it would, but I'm like, I'm here. This is it. This is a year later and I'm back in this final. And, um, I just remember, I knew it was going to be really tough. Like that year was loaded. You had Jess Hole, you had Elise Cranny, Mm. you know, you had, you had a bunch of really good girls in that final and a lot of, you know, Jessica Harris was this girl that really liked to run from the front, you know, who, who made it really honest. And then you had all these kickers in it. So it was like, this is gonna be the hardest race of your life. Um, I just remember, you know, getting in the race and, and just being like, let's just see what happens, you know? And, uh, I think with a lap to go, I kind of went with the leaders 200 to go. I kind of put myself in position and then, uh, you know, with a hundred to go, I would just like all out kicked and, uh, Jess Hall ended up beating me at the line. And, uh, oh. you know, I was second again, but it, yeah. it was, it was cool. Right. It kind of felt, it felt like a victory, even though I was second, you know, it was like, wow. I, you know, if you just like, that's what I love about the 15 too. Like anything can happen. Like I had no business being top three yeah. or second. And it was just like, you just but have there's to, something about momentum and believing yeah. in it and something you were building over those previous six weeks. Cause I think it was only like six weeks, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Two <laughs> so that's the, the part that I think you're kind of, you're glossing over. And it was just, for me, that was <laughs> when I was really introduced to your journey where you're two months out, you just figured out your new thing and you're starting to get healthy. And I think we were connected by, well, went from Gruber. So, you know, your high school coach is always yeah. kind of looking over, over you. Um, which I, will, I want to get back to that a little bit. But then McConville, the, your assistant coach, the coach that you had earlier, is like, JT, she's kind of being dinged up, but like, I think she has a chance to get a pro contract, but she's, I don't know how she's going to do these next few weeks. Like, yeah. will you just talk to her and try to figure this out? And I think your parents were advocating for it too. They wanted you to figure out what was going to be your next step after Arkansas. Because it could have been done, I think, at any week at that point too. Yeah. Like yeah, your exactly. season might have ended. Mm-hmm. Um, so you and I started talking and I just had so much fun watching the last six weeks because it was like, yeah. <laughs> we'd talk the next week and you'd be like, oh yeah, I qualified. I'm going to the next round. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like you weren't even running a few weeks ago. You were in the pool or you were on the elliptical or whatever it was right. like no impact training. And you just like kept building this momentum. And eventually we got you connected to Howie, uh, to yeah. Howie management, uh, Meb's brother, and then he and I would have all these great conversations when he was at NCAAs watching you make, you know, get out of prelims and semis and the finals and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, 
I, I think you underplay it a little bit of, and maybe people don't really understand how little fitness you had <laughs> leading into <laughs> SECs and NCAA regionals right. and into the finals and then taking second again. It was such a cool run. And that's when I, th I was like, oh my God, this girl's something special. Like when I started yeah. to get excited about the potential of what you could do at, in any final, it, whether it's going to be U.S. Olympic trials in 2021 or, or beyond, um, you have a nasty, dangerous kick, uh, <laughs> and something I really, something I really wish I had. Um, so, and that that takes you to second place in the NCAA's two years in a row, and that's that's a contract usually. Um, yeah. What happens after that? Who who'd you sign with? Yeah. So no, that was that was a really awesome it was just like, it felt so full circle, you know, cause it was like all of a sudden, you know, all these people had helped me kind of navigate where I was going to go to college, right? Like Gruber, mm -hmm. Scotty. Um, and then it was, you know, right when my college career is ending, they're like, okay, like we have her back, you know, like what's next, cool. you know? And they're like, oh, we know this guy JT and like, he, he has connections, you know? And then I remember calling you and being like, yeah, what do I do? Like, what's your advice? What do you know? I do? And, it was, <laughs> yeah. and it was so cool. It was like it, these, you know, these, these pivotal people in my life, like these coaches, like have yeah. always had my back, you know, and it was, it was really exciting. And, and I remember talking to Howie the night before the final, I think, cause I was like pretty sure I was going to sign with him. And he was like, he, like you said, he's like, anything you do tomorrow, like, it's just like, you're going to get a contract, but like anything you do, is just going to like elevate it, you know? And yeah. so, um, yeah, yeah no it was pressure, like, Nikki. Thanks. Yeah, no Thanks. Pressure. <laughs> just go for the win. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Uh, no, but, but then I, I remember I go, I make, you know, I get second and then we all go out in Eugene and it's like this crazy party scene and, you know, yeah. all these runners are there and it's, it's a good time. And then the very next morning I meet Howie for breakfast. I'm just like super hungover and I just sign, <laughs> and sign, sign with him and, um, I'll he's sign like, whatever. yeah, yeah. I'm like, let's go. And so from there it was just kind of like, he, he just like really went to bat for me again. And it's like, yep. you know, it was, it was kind of, that's kind of a crazy two weeks because you have, you have NCAAs um, and then two weeks later of USAs, you know, it's all of right. a sudden you, you go from a college kid racing college kids to uh, racing pros and, you know, it, it was 2018. So there was no team on the line. Um, right. But you know, you're, it's a USA title. It's, it's top yeah. three. It's a podium. And um, so that you kind of a lot of people want to sign before that just so you can like debut like your kit or be like, I'm with this company, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But um, for me, it was uh, it was definitely a crazy two weeks and, you know, it was laying out all my op options. And I once again, I really wanted to join a good team and gr group. And, uh, you know, because I'm not I'm not I just know myself. and I know that I can't run well without that team environment or like without right. people pushing me every day. And so I was like, I just need training partners, you know, and I need, uh, I need to get out of the South. It's been fun for three years, but I'm over it. <laughs> you know. Uh, and so that was kind of what I told Harry. I was like, look, I need a training partners. I need to not be in Arkansas anymore. Uh, and yeah, I, you know, I ended up choosing, uh, this group in San Diego that was just getting started. Um, this world-class coach was like, I had one conversation with him, Terrence Mahan, and it was kind of like, yep, like a no-brainer. Like, uh, he's like, so do you want to move back to California? I was like, yeah, where? He's like, San Diego. I was like, perfect. He's like, so how do you feel yeah. about Adidas? How do you feel about Adidas? I was like, 
love him. He's like, perfect. So I'm kind of associated with them and, and that's what our group's going to be. And I was like, let's do it. You know? And it was, it felt, I kind of, I feel like my whole career have made decisions based off like my gut and it just felt right at the time. And I was like, yep, that's cool. you know, this is where I want to be. And uh, then I moved to San Diego summer of 2018. Yeah. That's so cool. And you became, you really realized a lifelong dream, which is so wild. Like, yeah, you wanted to be a pro runner. You went through, you know, different schools where you, maybe the Oregon route seems like you're going to go become this Nike athlete or something like that. And then you yeah. go to Arkansas <laughs> and you make a bold move and gosh, it's so cool. And the one thing I do want to highlight is there is something that is so powerful and I, it's not all coaches. There's some great coaches out there. My dad's a coach or was at Santa Clara. And I yeah. know how he feels about his athletes. He's like, to be honest, he's walked uh, one of them down the aisle um, wow. who came out of the closet and didn't have as positive an experience as you did with her parents. So he's like a pseudo father now. Um, and awesome. so I've seen it like it is so awesome. And that's, you know, they they have that relationship and I've seen it firsthand, but I've seen it with Gruber. And this is turning into a Gruber podcast uh, <laughs> time and time again uh, in terms of like, you know, Brett was, uh, Brett Coacher was going through kind of a transition out of, you know, away from coaching and, and coming back to Santa Cruz. And he's like, you know, JT, can, can we work something out for Brett? Let's see if we can get him some support. He like, he will not let his athletes go. To no, an never. It's like seeing yeah. them all the way through. And, and Scotty's very much the same way. They take it very personally in terms of like the familial environment. And Oh, definitely. Yeah. And it's, it's really special. I mean, I feel like you guys are really lucky to have that. And I don't, and, and thank you to all the coaches out there that do that, that take like the time and the thing of like not saying, oh, you graduated high school, it's done. You know, Dane right. works for us at Soul Focus because of them too. It's like, oh, Dane needs a job, hire him. It's like, geez, coach, like. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Everything. I'm like, but how I are you so selfless? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it's. It's definitely, I, I mean, I do know there are a lot of good coaches out there, but I think that is unique and, and definitely very, something I'm very grateful for. And, you know, Gruber is kind of with every decision I've made, like I, I go to him cause I, I trust him so much. And, you know, in, in high school, it was like, you know, don't go to this college because of this. And it was like, I was like, yep. Okay. Like no questions asked, you know? And it was like, right. and then kind of when I was going pro, he's like, well, I don't know about this place or this coach. I was like, yep. Okay like you know we have That's a cool. conversation about it and um yeah so he's he definitely has a lot of people's backs and it's really you know and it's not just me right like it's not just like the stars yeah. it's everyone no you know you it's go to practice yeah. you have no idea you have no idea who's the star you know he treats everyone the same and um right. i think i think that's really special too yeah and he hosts one of the best christmas beer miles in santa Cruz. <laughs> definitely <laughs> Um, all right, let's get on to, I think, I don't know, you've gone pro, so I would say the final transition and, and where you're going now, and it's been inspiring to see, like, the activist side of you come out. Um, yeah. And that's, like, in the last year or so, or maybe it's, you know, I mean, you've been forthright and honest for the last few years about your sexuality, but also now, like, you know, what it means to be in the spotlight and, like, to be yeah. seen as yeah. that. Yeah, so Your that TikTok's my TikTok's blowing up. <laughs> yeah, follow me on TikTok. <laughs> um, no, I think it's yeah, within the past year and that that was kind of, you know, another that was like Terrence, you know, another coach in my life that was like, 
like you have to run like now that you're no longer on a team right there it's not high school it's not college like it's just you versus the world and he's like you have to find something that like you got to run for something bigger than just yourself you know and mm -hmm. i was like yeah you know i really like bought into that and um you know was just like kind of i feel like in 2019 was really committed to the idea of like being seen and like because i i feel like my generation like growing up we were talking about it the other night um you know with like the people that are up here at, at camp with me and we're like who is your female like sport role model like did you have one mm -hmm. and it was kind of like i guess like mia ham like serena, <laughs> serena williams like kind of yeah. but like not really and so we were just kind of talking about it and it, it's just like i feel like then it was like okay who was your lgbtq like role model and it was like no no one you know <laughs> like i didn't have that like and so it was kind of this idea like okay i want to be the person that i needed when i was younger like i need mm -hmm. i want to be that to someone else and um that's cool you know, things just kept happening and i kind of got on this momentum and i was like uh, i just remember being in iowa before me before race and this dad comes up to me and he's like hey like i just want you to know like my daughter just like came out of the closet and like i asked her oh like why now like why what made you like comfortable to come out now and she's like well i saw nikki hilts do it and like if she could do it i could do it and i was like wow. you know That's to hear so that like to hear that right before race you know i was like no one's beating me you know <laughs> it was just yeah. kind of like <laughs> i'm a boss ass bitch like <laughs> yeah, exactly so I feel like that was just so I was like, this is so much bigger than just running or like just That's winning cool. races, you know? And it was like, I want to be seen. And like, how do you, how do you get seen in running? Oh, you win, you know, or you like, you outkick someone like you put on a show kind of. And I was like, mm -hmm. kind of addicted to that. And I was like, that's, that's what I want to do. And so I feel like a lot of 2019 was like being seen. And then um, I think in 2020, like, this year, my, my goal was to just, okay, now that I'm like visible, I have a platform. Now it's like, let's do something with it. Um, and so this yeah, it's year, like, like impact now is the new, yeah. is the new, new direction. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, cause it, it's like, an, I don't know. I'm like, I feel like I have this athlete mindset. It's just like, I want to get better and keep improving and, mm -hmm. um, you know, what's next. And so this year was kind of all about, okay, what am I going to do with my platform? Like, how am I going to give back or like, um, and so my, my original goal before, you know, COVID was in June, I was going to give all my prize money to the Trevor Project, and um, which is this organization that uh, I kind of first found in 2019 because Adidas was doing this campaign with them. And I was like, oh, what's this? And it was like for Pride Month, they did like, it's just like this leading organization in like LGBTQ mm -hmm. suicide prevention. And I was like, wow, that's huge, oh, okay. you know, because suicide just affects LGBTQ community like so yeah. much so much more and um i was just like yeah this is something i want to work with um and so then when you know the pandemic hit and all the races were getting canceled i was like well i still have this goal so i'm gonna do it somehow and um you know that's kind of when i turned to my team and and we were like well let's put on a race and let's uh you know we could be virtual and and we could have all the proceeds go there and i was like yeah let's do it um and it was just this really special journey that I kind of started, we started in March. It was kind of right when like everything hit. Um, mm -hmm. And the race was June 28th, which is the anniversary of the Stonewall, Stonewall riots. And um, yeah, it was definitely this like really cool project where I got to like, I was still running, you know, um, yep. but 
it was like I kind of could put all my energy and focus into something else other than running. Yeah. And you know, the night before we opened registration, it was like I was getting nervous. You know, I was like, oh, yeah. like I hope. <laughs> That's a great oh. day. Yeah, I was like, oh, I hope people sign up, and it was exact like the exact same nerves I had the night before race. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is so cool that you know, this is what my life could look like after running. Cause you know, um, and that was so exciting. And then race day, you know, having, seeing all those people like from around the world, like come together and like wear my shirt and like post about like my race. It was, it was like just as fulfilling as when I crossed the line in third and made my first U S team, you know, and it was just like really special. And I was like, okay, this is what I want to do, you know? Yep. That's really powerful. And so it was called, it was the Pride 5K, right? Or the... Uh, yeah, Golden Coast Track Club's Pride 5K, yeah. That's cool. How many people ran it? How many people We had, in? I think we had officially like 1,800 people sign up. That's amazing. That's a lot yeah. of people. Maybe yeah. We have like, this is like my job to put on these races and we like put <laughs> on one and we got like 2,000, but like that's all we do. And you like almost <laughs> more than you did overnight in your first one. So yeah. I'm a little frustrated and slightly <laughs> jealous. Uh, but you also might have a job here waiting for you uh, when you retire, especially yeah. if Coach Grouper forces me to hire you. So, um, yeah, Nikki needs a job. <laughs> exactly. Um, Anyways, I, I think it's such a cool program, and I think on all these things we'll list uh, definitely list like the Trevor Trevor Project. Is it? Yeah, 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 and the donation link in the show notes and the different things when we post this, we can put it out there in yeah. your social media things. But um, man, congratulations on such like an early like young career from high school to college to college again to going pro and, and um, <laughs> you know finding something more something you know something bigger to run for than just yourself. Yeah. That's such a great lesson uh, for all of us. Right. Um, But I think that's a cool place to end it. And I want to thank you for sharing the story and like all these little tidbits. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I think, no, it's very, it's very cool to see what's next. And um, yeah, it's kind of cool to talk through my story and like, yeah, that was me. And then that happened and that happened, you know, it's like a good reminder of like. Yeah, but leveling up like all the way through. Which Always. is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take a few things from it. I think, you know, all seven of our listeners will too. Um, <laughs> so I'm just kidding. Uh, when you put it out there, we'll actually get some some love. Um, but otherwise, okay. using my clout. <laughs> I mean, yes, it's payback time. <laughs> oh my gosh, no! I'm so grateful for for everything like you've done for me, and you know, the the Santa Cruz running community, and um, yeah, it's just been. Like I couldn't have done it with all the, without all the people in my life. And so it is, you know, very, very special to run local. <laughs> yeah, it is. it is. It's a mutual admiration club and Santa Cruz is proud of you. Uh, let's go for a run next time you're back at home. And yeah, let's do it. And stuff like that. Uh, so oh, yeah. Distance, of course. All right, yes. cool. Enjoy Park <laughs> Stadium. I hope you find some competition opportunities this summer, um, some way, somehow. And uh, love to have you on again when we have like another level up to talk about. Yes. Definitely. (laughs) Thanks, JT. All right. Thanks, Nikki.